and gentlemen, Old Base Table Talk is live with the legends, Rick Steele, Luke Steele, Stuart Ridley, and Leo Murray. Here we go. 2024, baby. Yeah, well, my baby left me and my mule got lame. I lost my money in a poker game. Wind started blowing just the other day in. Oh, no, I'm hanging away. I got trouble. Yeah, I got trouble. I got so much trouble, I'm about to lose my mind. Well, I started drinking whiskey, wine, and gin late last week and last night again. And then the sheriff, he comes inside and walked two miles, caught me shooting the dice. That's trouble. That's T-I-U-B-B-L-E, spells trouble. Eh, lose my mind. Hey, what do you reckon? Am we going all right so far or what? <laughs> I got so much trouble, I'm in Fitty City. Yeah. My <laughs> man. <laughs> Well, I pawned myself, I pawned my chain. Pawned myself, but I'm so ashamed. Got me a job on the city, paid and late in the morning. Let me off same day, that's trouble. Yes, sir, that's trouble. I got so much trouble, I'm about to lose my mind. And the house, and the car, and the CD, and the DVD, and the washing machine. And Encyclopedia Britannica. But baby, don't take the dog. Leave me the dog. Uh-huh. Gotta take that. Are we, are we on? Are we on? We are on all right, man. Uh, wow. Beautiful. Thanks uh, for that. You're uh, on. You're on, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. I'm breathing. Mm. Oh, man. Thanks so much for doing this, guys. Oh. What a pleasure. Thanks for having us, guys. Yeah. yeah great to it's, be a, here. it's a pleasure to be wherever we are. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was the um, what was the thing at, at home, Luke, with with Dad jamming when you guys were little? Like, were you already jamming with him, or, or it, it, there was that thing of being a, away we, from what your parents do? And we actually had a pretty good story here, which it all actually started here in the Coromandel. Um, one summer it was New Year's Eve, right? I was. I think it was. Christmas Eve, man. Anyway, I was either Christmas or New Year. I was in Pan Nui. I was on a, this big skate ramp trying to show off to some girls, you know, going up the ramp, kind of doing my best moves. And Papa Rick had just cracked his first tinny. He was over at Cook's Beach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I kind of fell from the top of this half pipe and broke my arm. It was, oh. it was about five o'clock at night. I had to get my cousin... Uh, Nick to drive me to Thames and go. Wow. So anyway, the rest of the whole summer holiday, I was in this cast. Everyone else was jet skiing and, you know, waveboarding and everything. And I was just sitting on the balcony, just going, what a loser. <laughs> so that's where it all began for me. And, and Papa Rick said, I'll show you some chords. And through the cast, I could just, you know, I could just sort of strum a little bit. Wow. I, I was am. about 13 and yeah, that's where it all began. And, who would have thought say a broken arm? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's quite amazing being being back here, um, where it all be at, all began, and and yeah, we continue. started. My cousins living over here, you know, and all the cousin bros would put in money to get me and my family over, like Luke and his elder brother, and and the other things from from Perth. They'd they'd all throw in money to 
get us here. So, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a good family get-together. Yes. Cool. What about for you, uh, Rick? When did you start playing? Was mom, were mom and dad oh, musicians as well? Well, my dad was a preacher. My mother used to do the choir. Mm. And I was telling someone the other day, I, I always enjoyed singing. My dad was up there singing, you know, the preacher, he'd sing along. And I kind of like some of the songs anyway. Mm. So that was about it. And then my brother, my older brother, he's four years older than me, he came home with a guitar one day and sort of started, we had a guy in the church, started, and he started learning and then I thought it was a pretty good idea, so I got one as well. But, yeah, I was probably 10 or 11 because I remember I, I, my mother wouldn't buy me a guitar. She was a piano teacher. She said, I'm not buying you a guitar. You'll end up like that dreadful Elvis Presley. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is 1955 or something like this, and I remember I bought my sister one for the money, two for the show. That's a song. That was, that yeah, was her yeah. Christmas present. Yeah, yes. that was her Christmas present one year, you know, but we only played it when my mother was out. We couldn't play it while wow. she was out. Wow, wow. Blah, blah, blah. And then I went to boarding school and I took, I saved up and bought my own guitar. I mowed lawns on one of those push mowers. Wow, yeah. Without them, the, the, yeah. A push mower, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah wow, well, working for it. <laughs> and uh, bought my first guitar and I went to boarding school and then the Beatles came along in 1961 or whatever it was and the rest is history. The rest right? is history. Wow. Is that enough? <laughs> yeah. It's good to get these this, this stories, eh, to, oh, to see where yeah, it comes yeah, from. Yeah, that, that rock and roll beginning. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and and the blues and the rock, like, was it something that you were already into it? Like, was it was it automatic for uh, you? Well, to well, that time, before the Beatles came, it was, I remember we we learnt Blowing in the Wind. Dylan was just coming. We told probably 62, 63, something like that, or might have been. So we were more folkies because of the church connection, you know. Anyway, we weren't really into electric, hadn't started. Mm. I came through the Lonnie Donigan, I don't know if mm. you heard him, mm. and my yeah, old man's yeah. a dustman. And, yeah, yeah. And the Howard yeah. Morrison Quartet brought out yeah. the, my, well, my old man's an all black. Yeah. And uh, so I was telling someone the other night that we, we entered this competition. We were at Clark's Beach in those days over in the Manukau, and it was run by another church. And we won first prize, and we won a pot plant, first prize, <laughs> and a Bible. Yeah, and <laughs> There were three of us in the group. We had to share a pot plant and a Bible between the three of us. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you couldn't make it up. You couldn't. Uh, it's too strange. Which one bore more fruit? <laughs> uh, uh, well, mm. there you go. <laughs> Man, and then you um, – th there's a beautiful piece, the audio culture um, – Uh, the, the New Zealand page, such a beautiful story about your your your, your journey with music, so complete, at least from <laughs> from from the reader's yeah. perspective, obviously. Yeah. Well, again, I'd probably go back to the church and say that when I was young, and that my mother would say people would come to the church, she'd say, "Now go and introduce yourself. There's a new family in town. You know, and meet. They've got a ten-year-old boy like you. Go and say hello and tell them, yeah." So I, I wasn't naturally an extrovert. In fact, I'm still not an extrovert, but it gave you a sort of a sense of confidence to be able to do that. So I was able to be 
an entertainer, be able to get on mm. the stage and to talk to people. And uh, I remember, I, you know, like in, in those years going around hospitals, you know, through, again, through the church. The church had a lot of influence, really, in mm. my life, I reckon. Well, sorry, what kind of church? We were C of E, mate. <laughs> church of England, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah. didn't like the Catholics. The yeah, Catholics. yeah. <laughs> hey, I was, I was an older boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I Believe get, it or not. Well, I got, I got kicked out of the choir when I was at boarding school because we were supposed to go and sing in a Catholic church. That's how, that's how it was. Yeah, yeah. And I said, I'm not going to sing in a bloody Catholic church, you know, so... Me and the, me and my mate Johnny Batar, I said Doctor No was on at the movies. <laughs> Great! Wow. It was St Patrick's Cathedral in Auckland City, and uh, I don't know what the theatre was called, the Region or something was around the corner. I said, look, if the choir wing and we could go to the movies and get back just in time to get on the bus again. Oh, she'll be apples. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, of course we were found out and <laughs> six with the cane and gated. Ooh. Wow. Gated means I wasn't allowed out of the school yet to stay there at the boarding school. My brother had tickets to the Beatles. That's the biggest sob story of my life. So I I toyed with it. I thought, I'll go to the Beatles and bugger it, but I would have been expelled then, Mm. and that Mm. would have been shame upon the family. Mm. You know, the preacher's son was expelled. So I didn't didn't get to see the Beatles. Wow. Wow. That's a sad story. You got your tissues out of you? Mm. Oh, man. (laughs) Would you, guys, would you guys go and watch Dad performing? Yeah, yes. yeah. Was it a thing? Well, he's, he's basically run the, the Perth Blues Club for, what, 30, 30 years now? 32 years, man. So, yeah, I kind of grew up in, well, not just the Perth Blues Club, but beer gardens and pubs and wherever he was playing. And You were a pretty was, good roadie too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Help me carry the speaker boxes <laughs> in. But, you know, as a kid, that's great. Yes. You get mm. you, you get a can of soft drink and chips and oh. you get to listen to blues. And, <laughs> yeah. And as, yeah. I know me and you, Stuart, talked about that. I, I always found it was great knowledge, you know, talking to the old blues guys and yeah. Yeah. hearing their stories. And Yeah. I was, I was always fascinated helping my dad carry his drums to these clubs and I was just, you know, I, I was just always intrigued by them setting up the band gear and there's like so much sort of oh. electricity in the air yeah. about this performance and and also a lot of ritual about those places that's kind of lost now though a lot of them are clubs uh that had etiquette that you know yeah, yeah. sort of gone out the window now but you know he's like whatever you do don't don't watch those don't watch people playing snooker and stuff you know <laughs> you, you don't watch other people as a kid you know like sitting there <laughs> drinking yeah. a can of coke and watching people yeah 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 did you did you end up following any any religious or anything like that when you were young like were you guys going to uh not young but then yeah a bit later uh, about 20 i think it was after i thought that i could do it all on my own and then the whole world came crashing down and then yeah that's when i got taken to the taken to the church you know so that was Mm. good but yeah lucky for that you know because um could have been a bit of a Bit of disaster, if not, you know, in the music industry, you know, being, you know, yeah, it's kind of like the devil's playground, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And you still, you still have some, some, some faith, Luke. How how is it? Yeah, yeah. I'm not an angel, but I do my best. Oh, yeah, man. (laughs) Mm. Mm. Do you guys get? Do you guys get to go to like to to churches still, or it's more a thing like for for yourself? Yeah, yeah. Not not during the pandemic, you know, because we were um, um in. Yeah, Northern California, and and now we're sort of still a bit like world citizens traveling around. But yeah, 
the last 12 years we'd go to a to a church in um santa monica called hope united which was run by barry crocker jr you ever heard of barry crocker the no. australian entertainer i know the name i, I wouldn't know anything uh, about the barry famous crocker. movie the uh, adventures singer, of barry mckenzie right uh, uh, yeah yeah if they don't know barry crocker well yeah, yeah. It was Leave that one there. So we'll, we'll put we'll put a link in there. Yeah, in yeah. There. We can have a look. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just want to check. Say, look, are you asking me about there's something with this song? Do you think it's it's uh, the harmonic or something? Yeah, it could be the 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 harmonic around Rick. Rick, could I just ask you to <clears throat> to keep the harmonica at the because we're just listening to something getting on the phone. This? I think it's works. No. We just want to make Not sure really. that we get the best sound. A little more on the guitar, maybe it's a strap on the guitar or something. Oh, no. the the oh, is it like a powered guitar or something? Or oh, no. no, it's it's no, no, it's not. It doesn't have a battery in it. Hey, it's just something very mild in the background that Taylor is is looking for, and he was wondering um, if it was the. I think it could be the strap or something. I've been moving around. Be but no, no, no. <laughs> it's electric. But it's fine. We will. We'll make it's it work. Charm, we'll make it. It's yeah. part of the charm, Taylor. It's part of the charm. Yeah. It's part of the challenge. Yeah. Do you like the 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 uh, the routine and the ritual of church and mass? Like I, growing up Catholic, I'd love just the um, the the ritual and the routine and the 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 song. No, <laughs> shaking the. No. I, I love the the hymns and. And I don't like the opposite. I like the thing that the Church of England didn't have too much. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. simple and yeah. to the point, and yeah. get down on your knees a couple of times and yeah, yeah. Sorry, God, I didn't yeah. mean to be a man. No, yeah. You know. yeah. Yeah, yeah, like a yeah, good old Baptist church, you know, where it's ready yeah. for God to move and it can kind of. Yeah, I yeah. love that in church sometimes yeah. when it's, you know, the Holy Spirit's moving and it just, you know, mm. people can just, you know, fall into that and that's yeah, yeah. A lot of the time, real. Um, saving happens you know it feels yeah, yeah. should yeah. we go for one more tune before we chat a little bit more now that we are all warmed up well, yeah. i don't know what do we we're not doing anything religious are we <laughs> <laughs> what, what jesus what, so what did you want to do clyde or something like that yeah so we uh i uh, supported him in oh new york and but this one we did in uh, a big thing in Las Vegas. Yeah, Vegas. That's a good um, segue. Nice. Sin City. Sin City. Here we are. Let's go. So yeah, okay. Yeah, this is called Clyde. It's about this bloke sitting on the back porch, having a having a coldie, and the wife's in the background saying, "Why aren't you mowing the lawn? There must be something you should be doing instead of sitting on your ass doing nothing." electric bass plays it with finesse and grace sit down on the porch without no shoes picking his bass singing the blues
shoe love a dollar. Down the road you can hear a holler. Get up, Clyde, got something to do. Well, that old dog can sing the blues. Yes, sir. He don't flinch Clyde, he don't move an inch Sit on the porch without no shoes Picking his bass and singing the blues Yes, sir Applause. Yeah. <laughs> so he introduced me. He came out all and like, it's a five thousand seater, but there's a thousand people there. Well, I'm going on at up past seven. I'm I'm the opening act. So he comes out all dressed up, no crown, but gold and stuff. And all the girls in the front row all start screaming and going, "What's going on? The emperor's here!" So he opens his mouth and he says, "Oh, we found this guy out in the alley out there." <laughs> <laughs> and we thought he could, he looked, said he could play, so we thought we'd give him a go. And all these people are all looking at me and looking at him. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so then awesome. he says, No, it's my papa from Australia. And all the girls scream again. So. <laughs> yeah, you got some fans there. Uh, yeah. so, it was a good introduction. <laughs> so then I'd do three or four songs, and then I'd say, There's a bloke out the back where he reckons he can play. I'm going to get him on so he can have a go, and then he'd come out and we'd we'd do four songs together. Wow! Uh, yeah. it, was, it was it was a good little act that, wasn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Was, yeah, it was a good little tour. We did Vegas, Reno, Reno. I remember oh, then Reno. We went down to Arizona. Mm. Um, yeah, we've done that a few times. One, the other time was with my other band, Sleepy Jackson, when yep. we did. Um, New York and LA, and Papa oh, Rick yeah. came over and did the support Ooh, for that. That's that was, awesome. New yeah. York was a Barry Bonham, yeah, about 2,000 people, all industry people. I was up all night trying to trying to work out, how am I going to start this thing? I'm going to go out by myself cold, basically, and start this bloody show. So I thought about it all night. So when I walked out in front of 2,000 people, I said, G'day, I'm from down under. Actually, I'm from down under, down under. I'm a Kiwi. <laughs> uh, and then I went into the song, you know, and uh, that, that, yeah, no, it worked. <laughs> but you, you've got to be able to go on there and say something confidently and get, get off to a start. That's yeah. what I keep to. You've got to yeah. get off to a good start, son. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll eat you for breakfast. Mm. And then yeah. I had this woman follow me around, nice-looking blonde thing, follow me around. I don't know, you always ask, what, what do you do? What do you do, love? <laughs> she, she was an intern to Hillary Clinton. Wow. It was like a reverse cycle thing, you know, like. Anyway, that's the end of the story. 
Rick, I saw. I saw <laughs> Wasn't that funny? I think, oh, that's great. I think you've read something extra into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I read something that um, there was one of your songs that uh, the governments came after you. Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, gosh, that was, well, that was Arthur Allen Thomas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Arthur Allen Thomas was accused of. He used to live in Coromandel, yeah? Yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Originally, originally he was Pukekawa, mm. where that, and he was accused of doing a double murder, and he did nine years. Wow. And I came over again. My, oh, it was in the, when I was here in the 70s, I think. I was here for four years. And I read all these stories and things, and I, I thought he was innocent. Mm. So I wrote this song called The Ballad of Arthur Allen Thomas. And in it, I mentioned the cop's name. And at the end, I said, the man's been framed. Arthur Allen's not to blame. The man's been framed. Well, that's, that's going against the law of the, the land. That's, that's a form of treason or whatever. They, they, they got all upset about it. So they, they said that the record must be returned and it must be destroyed. I mean, it was overreaction. I mean, come mm. on. Mm. But yeah, yeah, and no, I got on the national news and that, you know, all these new songs been wasn't just banned, it had to be recalled and destroyed because it was wow. then we re recorded it, you know, and left out the offending words, but they let him out then. Piggy mm. Muldoon was in then and yeah. Uh, yeah. he got a full pardon. They mm-hmm. but they've never proved who actually did yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's still it's a very interesting story. They made a book about it. Yeah. Right. And I was yeah. they made a film about it. It was mm. called Beyond Reasonable Doubt. Yeah. Yeah, but my song couldn't get in because it was too controversial. Too controversial. Uh, but yeah, no, I'd forgotten about that. My da- <laughs> my dad always had a beer with him up in Coromandel every uh, oh, okay. New Year's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I never met him, but mm. the, there was a plan. I did Sweetwaters, which was a big. Mm. That was nineteen eighty, I think. Wow, I did the first one and. I had a manager guy. We were going to get Arthur Allen. This was before it got banned. And we were going to fly him in because Elvis Costello was the head. And they, mm-hmm. they had a helicopter pad right next door and they were going to fly Arthur Allen in. Then I was going to get him up on the stage and wow. hold up his hand. The man is free. Wow. <laughs> and it, it, it got too complicated. Wow. <laughs> so yeah. that, that went down the tubes. Wow. Along with my career. <laughs> 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 no, well, I. I'd been here four years by then when my wife was getting homesick and he was just born. This and anyway, that's enough of that story. Next. <laughs> man, wow, man. Mm. So many stories, man, you guys. So many adventures. Yeah. God. There's so many. He and was telling me yesterday about having a gig in, was it Kalgoorlie? And then the next, was it the, the oh, next yeah. couple of days? It was, it was in Port Hedland. So it was... What did you work out? It was a thousand miles. It's a, it's a thousand miles. So fifteen hundred kilometers wow. to go from one gig yeah. to the next. <laughs> there was four of us. I wrote a song about that. Do you want to hear a bit of a song? Wouldn't yeah. love yeah. it. It's too yeah. early for a song. Yeah. It's never early for a song. Well, man. I, when I introduced the song, I still do this in the band of that because it's a bit of fun. But it's it's called the Nullarbor Dust is Dirty, and. Uh, the Nullarbor is actually nowhere near it. So when I introduce the song, I say, this song is geographically incorrect. <laughs> and it also has drug references. Oh, have you got your kitties here? There's, there's drug references, you know. It mentions have a joint or something, you know. I wrote this after we, I mean, we, yeah, it was 1,500 kilometres with 
I always say four hygienically challenged musicians <laughs> <laughs> in the bloody car with a trailer. Wow. You know? Well, the nullarbor dust is dirty, like some people in rock and roll. We were making our way to Port Hedland just to find ourselves some rock and roll another joint. Keep the rock and roll show on the road. If I don't come home with some money, you know my woman, she's gonna see it all wrong. Yes, sir. Well, I was standing Ooh. in the corner, just holding up the bar. This woman, she comes on up to me. She says, I want to take you home and rock and roll you all night long. Oh, I want to rock and roll you all night long. Yes, ma'am. But if I don't come home with some money in my pants up, you know, my woman, she's going to see it all wrong. I'll be out in the street. Yes, ma'am. Dust is dirty like some people in rock and roll. We were making our way to Kalgoorlie just to find ourselves some rock. Roll another truck. Just keep the rock and roll show on the road. My oh my. Yeah, well, if I don't come home with a future and money and my pants up, you know, my woman gonna see it all wrong and I'll be out in the street and now I'm going dust is dirty. That's D-I-R-I-T-E-Y spells. Dirty? Yes, sir. It's a cops. Pull over, please. Huh? Wow! Yeah, 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 someone from the industry as well, always on the roads like that, that was. Yeah, ours wasn't a, a Valiant, it was probably a, a splitter van. I remember we were talking about that yesterday when S Sleepy Jackson, my first band, went big in America. We did twice around the country and you know one of those splitter vans where you, I don't even think you get a headrest. Right. Yeah, but that was, um, yeah, that was a long journey. That's for sure. I think it was, yeah. It probably wasn't a 1500 kilometers, but the furthest gig, but yeah, it was close. I think a few of them. Wow. That's the thing. The distances in Western Australia, especially, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, you don't have to do that. There are towns in between, but I mean, the next time I went to Port Edelman, we, we did about five towns in between 
It just depended on how long you had to get there, you know. Yes. But uh, it's still, you know, the first decent gig out of Perth is 400 kilometres. It's 575 to Kalgoorlie from Perth. It's like a six-hour trip, nearly seven hours. Anyway, it's all good, clean fun. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And then then coming back to New Zealand, tiny, doesn't take much to be places. But you've still got the... You've got the windy roads here. That's I mean, right. We had the, the new bridge wasn't open when I came down just before Christmas. So we had to go the Wangamata and Waihi and all around there, which is good because I hadn't been there for a while, you know. So I didn't mind it. But obviously for Fitianga, over the last 12 months, it's been pretty hard for all the commercial mm. people and that. So I understand, you know, it's been pretty, it's been pretty tough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's picking up now. Yes. A few people down the beach this morning, I'll let me tell you. Yeah. That's what I was doing in my walk. When you get to my age, you gotta you got to become a fitness fanatic again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about the, the writing, the composition process? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm writing the greatest country hit song ever written at the moment. I, I don't write very often. Uh, I can I'll give you just a preview. It's called I got a guts ache in my heart over you. That's that's the. That's <laughs> oh man, I love it. I, love I got it. a guts ache in my heart over you. That's yeah. good, man. Sounds like a smash to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that, yeah, that's the hook right there. That's yeah, good. yeah, that's right. So, actually, I think I've just about finished actually. Oh, before I go, I might be able to. I'll send you a little copy of it. Yeah. Oh, please do that. <laughs> oh, we'll do a, we'll do a rough, I can do yeah. a rough demo mm. before we go. Yeah, because I've finished another verse yesterday. Yeah, no, I don't write very often, but just every now and then, and it's things that are uh, uh, things that are affect you, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I've always. I mean, was, the songs. You know, when I left New Zealand, I think I had a repertoire of four hundred songs or something. Wow. So over the years. You know, it's been a lot of songs gone through, but I, the ones that I learn, I, I learn them because I like them. Mm. You know, mm. I, don't, I don't learn them. I never learned "Achy Bakey Heart." You know, you, you didn't learn that one, did you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Only in church. <laughs> I did. I did make a living for a while, and back in the seventies in Perth, singing Neil Diamond songs. But I mean, he had some good songs. Yeah. And I, I could. My voice at that time was. I could I could do Neil Diamond pretty good. Yeah, and they were pretty easy to play. I mean, I I did a I did a two and a half hour Neil Diamond set once. Oh, right. can, can I tell you this quick story about yeah. my 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 dad loves Neil Diamond, and Neil Diamond were coming to Neil Diamond was coming to New Zealand. It was a few, quite a few years ago. I was living in Wellington, and um, my sister and my dad's birthday was also coming up. I was, we, we called oh. him and said, "Don't get tickets to Neil Diamond." Just we'll, we'll take care of that, right? But we were my sister and I were both close. We, we both we, we tried to get online and book tickets, and it sold out. So we were both working at the time. So we had only small windows of. He could have he could have jumped online immediately and got tickets, mm-hmm. but uh, don't don't get them dead. Anyway, we felt pretty bad about it, so we got all our musician friends together and 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 um, secret and rehearsed for two months two and a half hours worth of neil diamond songs and then 
my dad thought he was going to a barbecue at my brother's house in Palmerston North and would hide like a stage and smoke machines and PA system and Mm -hmm. uh, sequins and things. Anyway, he walks around the back and we rip into Crackling Rosie. And uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed learning the songs. I'd never want to play them again. But but it was was a masterclass in a pop Hit, uh, you know, yeah. Oh, it was very popular in Australia. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. the, that horror August night was the biggest selling album in Australia yeah, for quite yeah, a while. Yeah. So, you know, I was going pretty good there for doing that. You know, and then I, I was starting to write more of my own songs and, the, yeah. you know, the the bubble burst. I actually, we got replaced by the disco, if I remember right. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that, that happened to me when I was in New Zealand 1977. That was when Saturday Night Fever came out. Mm-hmm. And New Zealand had all these bars, which we used to, we were, I was touring around, you know, with around there. And Saturday Night Fever came out, and the Lion Brewery started putting in those plastic floors with lights underneath them. Yeah. Everyone wow. was doing the John Travolta thing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so then I got onto the circuit doing solo, which was, well, that, that, I was blessed like that, you know. I could when we're talking about the church and the personality that I could do that. It was, mm. it was called the Lion Brewery Circuit. Mm. We're talking nineteen seventy-eight or something, and so the band sort of went off the road, and I went out went out solo, and oh, that was all right. Get more trouble by yourself, but <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> Neil Diamond, Neil Diamond led when I to uh, buying a harmonica. This I was playing in this. Concert hall tavern in the Perth Concert Hall Tavern. And the usherette came to me one night because I used to wear f- white flares, were in fashion, and well, I was wearing them anyway. <laughs> I don't know whether they were in fashion. It felt like they were in fashion. <laughs> <laughs> and platform shoes, and you know, you know, the shirt with the frilly bits and everything. This barmaid came up to me and said, You should come upstairs and see a real, see some real music. So I said, Oh, okay. So she took me up and it was Sonny Terry and Brownie McGee. Wow. I'd never, I'd never seen the wow. blues like that before and that wow. really changed my life in a way. Wow. So I went and bought a harmonica the next day and it was a long weekend and I forgot to buy a holder. <laughs> and I got it home and I thought, oh, this is it. So I got a coat hanger, <laughs> coat <laughs> hanger and a piece of gaffer and wrapped it around the edge. And by Monday, I could play a blues song. Wow. Pretty badly, but not yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Getting getting to to meet a star, a someone that you you appreciate, or you didn't even know, you just yeah, you I didn't know meet them or anything. I just went up the back. And yeah, she took me up the back, and I just sat and watched them and the, the communication, and oh. you know, like I just enjoyed it. Phenomenal. And the, the, I wouldn't say the simplicity of it, but mm. yeah, in a way, after you know, like I just. Thought no, I wouldn't mind buying a math organ, so I did. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's something, there's something about those old blues songs that are stripped back. It's just the song, you know. There's no, there's no disco yeah. baseline, you know, funky hi hat. It's just, it's just too, well, you know, a person or two. It's a bit like country in a way. That's yeah. to the point, you know. Yeah, It'll yeah. tell the story, yeah. and you can sort of, yeah. Not, there's no frills. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I liked about yeah, it. I think solid from the ground. I yeah, think. yeah. You 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 played with a lot of interesting people, Luke, mm. along your career. Were there some OGs that you were like, "Oh, okay, this is this is a special 
special people that you met or, or musicians that you always oh yeah admired well, and Lindsay then, Buckingham was probably wow probably, huh. probably at the top because wow he's always been pretty much one of my favorite guitarists and yeah just incredible songwriter and and we just yeah just um you know I've always done that I've said to my manager reach out to Carol King or wow. Buckingham and yeah emailed and Lindsay said oh, I love love what you do I'm in town let's get in the studio so it was quite you know perfect timing and wow favor but yeah we struck were up. you singing with him what what was your yeah so we um our studio was in neck, um wow. in uh, downtown LA and he just said I'll, I'll come down and and um with the empire it's quite weird we sort of all we get something going on the drum machine and then start mm. jamming and he yeah. was kind of quite fascinated by that we all just you know jam for four or five hours and then we carve songs out of that and so we got a few few songs out of that wow um yeah we did one called to to her door where Lindsay sings on that it was on the two vines record i think yeah wow he's got a phenomenal voice as well as register uh, is insane heard uh, and, the, and the picking yeah know, oh, i think man. that's i always loved that really fast. yeah yeah he, he could play so he, he could do a solo while he's still holding yeah. down the, the rhythm of what's he like as a bloke is he just <laughs> yeah. isn't just casual yeah it's super laid back and yeah, yeah kind of it's always amazing you know usually the best guys are the are the most chilled you know mm. yeah wow well, i was going to meet him that night when we were in LA and then something came up and he he couldn't come. He, you rang him and you said, oh, that's a shame he's not coming. And I went, who's not coming? And you said, oh, Lindsay Buckingham. I went, oh, bugger. I was going to meet him too. Uh, mm. Mm. Next time. Mm. Next time. Oh, yeah. But yeah, he's just done done that solo record a few years ago and I think there's, a, there's another, another one he's working on. But I, I fell in love with his record, Out of the Cradle. And I just kept asking him, you know, techniques of that record. And yeah. So, yeah, that was good. got some great inside goss about how ways he'd used the tape machine and different, you wow. know, picking styles. Yeah. And won't give too much away, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well. And I guess that's a special thing to, to connect with people that you admire because you get the opportunity to talk and then you learn their yeah. ways of doing things, right? How their creative process is and how they do things because we see the work when it's finished and we have no clue. Like yeah. how, how did that happen? You know, what, yeah. what was that? So yeah. Get... Yeah. It's quite amazing. Cause he plays it with no pedals. I think it's just a delay pedal. Yeah. It's, it's quite a, quite amazing. Those, how good those guys are, mm. you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. No pedals. Nothing. How many pedals do you use, Stewie? I don't use any, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to. I, what's that? I used to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's good. I've got a guy on my band who likes, he's got a fairly big pedal board. But uh, uh, I won't say anything, you might see this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, what's that one for? Does that make coffee or something? <laughs> <laughs> was a pencil sharpener. <laughs> do you do you have a um a formation like a band set up that is that is your your favorite yeah. one for this style uh, of music well that you we, play, Rick? Well, I sort of got uh, three or four guys that I 
yeah, we sort of work and we do this festival every year. But these days, I don't go chasing too much work. And uh, everybody's in three or four outfits. I play in a duo one night and I play solo another night and then a different duo another night. And, and the band comes together when, when we want it to. There's, when I get back Australia Day, it's January the 26th and we're going to do one together, you know. So I just... But, yeah, no, I've been... A couple of guys I've been working with for 30 years. Am I making funny noises again? A little bit. Uh, well, Taylor is wondering if it's your... Um, this thing. Bracelet, yeah. No. I'll take that off. This is it. Oh, we'll have a test. Can I hold this? That's a, Because it's picking up in your microphone. That's... A, it might be oh, and look at this, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Lest we forget, yeah. you, you have a you have a beautiful clip on 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 YouTube that you still got to see as well, right? About yeah. uh, was it? Yeah, Anzac? the Anzac. Yeah, yeah, the Anzac. Well, I'm, I'm sort of been with, working with the Vietnam veterans for 30 years or something. You know, mm. we do shows every year for Legacy. Mm. So I yeah, I support the the soldiers. I missed out by a day. I mean, I, I would have been too blind to go anyway. But in New Zealand. It, Ballot went to March the 1st. My birthday was March the 2nd. So I went, yippee, I'm not going anyway. Wow. But, uh, yeah, and no, those guys, I mean, my best friend basically is a is a Vietnam veteran. And uh, so we hang out and, like I so said, we do these shows for Legacy every year and and I wrote that Anzac song. When, mm. That was quite, that was quite interesting because... In the Blues Club, we have international acts over, you know, like before the pandemic, there were, we had Johnny Johnson, piano player. Mm -hmm. from, he came, I've got a great photo of Johnny and me with his arm around me and that. It's, he was, a, he was yeah. a, just a beautiful man, you know. But this one was a guy called Corey Harrison. He came over with a guy called Henry Butler. He's a blind keyboard player from New Orleans. Wow. So it was Henry mm. Butler and Corey Harrison. I used to take them out to see... Things you know, we'll go and look at kangaroos today, and then we go up to Kings Park, you know, Kings wow, Park. Yeah. And I went up to Kings Park with Corey Harrison. There's these trees that were planted when, when they, in memory of the guys who died, you know. And it's got a little plaque under here, lies somebody, age 22, died, wow. you know, in, in Gallipoli or whatever it was. And, and we, we were standing there looking at it, and he got quite emotional, and I sort of did as well. And I thought. Well, I might try and write an Anzac song, you know. Mm. It's more of an anthem, really. But yeah, I went home, and that's that's what when I write a song, I kind of get a bit emotionally emotionally moved, and think, oh, you know, yeah, so, let's have a go at this. Do they do, do they tend to come out fast in in that regard? If no. they're, they're no, nah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. sometimes things, yeah. Or the, the guts, you got the guts of it. You got yeah. the idea, and then it's the well. The thing detail. is, that the Anzac thing is pretty tricky. because, because it's an anthem, so every word is important. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Like you haven't got too many to play with. Yeah, yeah. When the sun goes down and the darkness brings the closing of the day, light your light of remembrance so that others will surely know the way. Mm. We will mm. remember you. We will remember you. Mm. Yeah, it's a beautiful, so. beautiful tune. Hi, yeah, yeah. Hi, yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. stop saying it. Yeah. The other thing I've got into lately is saying crikey. That's crikey, crikey, Dick. <laughs> well, we just say crikey. That's no, crikey. That, yeah. That was that guy, the crocodile under me. Right. Like, oh yeah, crikey. He, he yeah. used to say it all the time. Mm. Uh, yeah. Do you need a um, half Brazilian, half Kiwi duo play at your club at 
Anytime, is oh, that well, kind of play band? a couple of blues? And all we stipulate yeah, is yeah. that you must have some blues content in it. Yeah, we are. We got yeah. it all, man. Yeah, <laughs> we're ready to rock. Ah, good. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, trying to wheel and deal. I here, know, right? right? Yeah, yeah. yeah gotta, gotta, yes. Well, it's Perth. Is we are we're considered the biggest blues club in Australia now. Wow. I mean, wow. we only average about 130 people, but it's on a Tuesday night. Yeah, and it's it's consistent. Yeah, it's been going for thirty years, and wow. it's, it's great production. You know, we have good production lights, and, and he came. Who, who did you see that night? Can you remember? Can, oh but, I mean, he used to come and play there in the olden days. Mm. But that's where I cut my teeth. You know, mm. yeah. There's probably a few more people there. There's probably the a bit of footage with you playing. You know, he'd get up. Yeah, he'd have the big Morgan. band, and then he'd yell out, "Wow, the sun's out there! Wow. <laughs> get up here!" Uh, kick the guitar stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speak, speak, you go. Oh no! I was just gonna say I saw saw Luke. I thought maybe he had another. You guys had another tune. There. Yeah, oh, I was yeah. about to say the same. Yeah. A tune. Yeah. You what want to be this time? What do you What do you think? Are we talking about? You want to do you want to Oh yeah, Waikato. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so Waikato is a is a bit of a pinch from JJ Kale. Mm -hmm. He had a song called Mexico, bringing yeah. it back from Mexico. Well, mm. back in the 70s when the Hot Biscuit Band was formed in in Auckland, in Mount Eden, we had a bass player who was practising his horticultural skills on an island in the middle of the Waikato River. So when I say practising his horticultural skills, he was growing things that we enjoyed partaking in once it was dried and rolled up. <laughs> Who doesn't love some oregano on their pizza? <laughs> oh, oregano. Well, rehearsals are always fun. Mm. We can never remember what we did, but we had a lot of fun. <laughs> Laughed a lot. So, you know, anyway, one day we were all sitting waiting for him. Where's, where's the colonel? Oh, he's just coming back from Hamilton. He, he should have the product. He should be arriving any minute. And he walked in the door with an empty paper bag, and I went, what's going on here? I tell this in Australia, I tell this story. And I said, well, he said, the bloody possums got on the island and they <laughs> ate out the crop. Now, in Australia, I always stress that the Australian possums got onto the Kiwi Island. They were. <laughs> Australian possums got <laughs> This is called bringing it back from Waikato. <laughs> yeah. Well, 30 days have September. In a jailhouse, I remember. Well, I got caught a Coromandel gold. Bringing it back from the white ghetto. Bringing it back from the white ghetto. Satisfies all the pretty people. Tip you off to where the place is. Bring it on, my man, like I told Bring it back from the white ghetto.
guitar solo. where you get it and when it's good there ain't them better thinking of getting something going bringing it back from the white ghetto bringing it back from the white ghetto stories and those songs. Poor old Jojo Cowley doesn't get any royalties for that. Yeah. <laughs> the storytelling, eh? Yeah. It's, such a, it's such a powerful thing for that style of music. There's so much there. Well, it helps the song go along, I guess. You know, it's funny, it's all... I don't have to make them up, they're all true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the funny part of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But I mean, that's... It's uh, you know, it's been a few years under the belt, so mm. you'd be pretty poor if you didn't have any stories. Yeah, it's a matter of remembering them. But it's funny <laughs> what triggers them, eh? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Forget about things for a while, and then something triggers it, and you think, yeah. "Oh, can't remember that." I guess I'm the same as most other old farts, you know. Mm. Just getting through, and it's good to good to be still above ground and breathing. That's what mm. I reckon. Mm. 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 Yeah. You're wearing a, a cool T-shirt that says Coromando Songwriting Camp. It's pretty flash, mm -hmm. isn't it? Yeah. It's pretty flash. What was that look? Tell me Tell me more. That was um, a camp that we held here in in Fidianga. Just um, me and my wife had this kind of, I guess it was an urge to do something with the youth, you know, with, with something that we, we know something about. So, yeah, we got a grant from, uh, I think it was music. New Zealand recorded, and um, yeah, it was a week camp. Had some of my producer friends. We had um, Coz, who's in producing Canada. I did Jewel Leaper. We had Chris Stevens in Nashville. My old record company boss, John O'Donnell, who <laughs> told some funny stories about how they nearly uh, dropped me and how I got signed and all those kind of things. But yeah, it was great. They came came on, and we did. Um, How many songs? We did over 50 songs. Wow. The kids and did a concert on the Friday night. And yeah, I think everyone learned a lot, including myself. We had Stu there as well mm. as a teacher. Mm. So the quality, yeah. that Friday, Friday night concert, man, the quality, you wouldn't think some of those songs were written in an hour or two. Yeah. It was just phenomenal. Yeah, it was quite amazing to see what, what the youth can do, you know. Mm. Yeah, for, for, for a moment, 
in the world where there's so much conversation around the importance of the arts. Some yeah. governments choose to reduce the amount of hours and, and, and art subjects that the kids are exposed to. You know, like how, how do you see that's the importance of, of putting opportunities like that to the kids, eh? That's a big Ooh, one. So important, you know, because you, you, you had an advantage but a disadvantage being in a, in a smaller town, mm -hmm. you know. I think the advantage is you, there's a lot more clarity and you're not kind of, um, you know, cluttered with the distortion of a big city, but the disadvantage is there is less opportunities and you gotta, you got to build your vision big to kind of, you know, see the rest of the world and see what's out there, which can be hard for, for some. So, yeah, we try to do that, bring in these, you know, guys that have done big records, done big songs and get their knowledge from other parts of the world, from Nashville, the crazy scene of writing scene there, or L.A., um, and New York and all that. So I think it was good, you know, nice. hearing feedback from the kids, you know, mm. a couple of months later. Mm. And, yeah. From, from the places you've been to, you've visited a few countries out there. Were there things that you've seen that really struck your attention like the way that people approach the arts or, or just different vibes in different places that really called your attention yeah well i think it's it's so different everywhere you know like in um nashville the songwriting process is so you know it's so um formulaic you know they go in and they sit down together kind of like this and the, it's usually no more than three hours and they go to another session it's quite snappy it's what's the the message where a place like Sweden, you know, they they probably spend that amount of time on the melody and really honing, you know, the feeling, the melody or the impact it will have on you. So it's, you know, they've probably had that in their culture, more mm. melodic kind of structures. And then Australia, you know. That's the case of VB and just going crazy, you know. Mm. Mm. So in mm. Brazil, people are yeah. banging on stuff, and it's just about mm. the rhythm. Yeah, it's so, so <laughs> different everywhere, and that's what's yeah. kind of beautiful about the world, you know. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Did you get to do some 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 traveling as well, Rick? Did you did you go to to a few places around? It? Was that a thing for you? Uh. It not really. I you know I we had four kids in the family, so there was a bit of bringing up to be there. I got offered to do a tour of Canada, you know, but it was tours like that were with three months. You know, you had allowed it and Wainwright the third. Mm. Well, mm. I was going to be the support act, but it was wow. was going to go across Canada. That was one thing, and I got a couple of bites in America, but. Yeah, no, once we got into Perth and we got four kids and things, it was kind of like, and I started the Blues Club, so I knew I had to keep busy. Yeah. And uh, the Blues Club kept me definitely busy. I mean, we have a committee, we have people running it, but but then I uh, met this guy I from Singapore and I I got a trip to Singapore. I did a festival over there for three or 4,000 people, you know, and that, that was good. And then I... Took a bloke to New Zealand. He was, oh, I don't even come in, that was Annie, you know. <laughs> yeah. And we ended up, oh, well, my mother, when my mother died slowly, it took a while, and I used to visit in the hospital, and I took one of her books, and it was about Fonga, Fonga Roa, up, up the far north. And this Swiss guy had a 
Swiss friend there in Fongaroa. And I said, well, that's where I want to go. Why don't you come with me? So we we went there together. And uh, when we got back to Perth, he said, well, I've got to go to Switzerland next year. Why don't you come over and see meet my family in Switzerland? I said, well, that's never going to happen. I haven't got any money. I haven't got enough money to go to Switzerland. And then this Singapore guy came in and said, look, I'll give you a free trip to Singapore. You know, we'll f- fly you over there, do a couple <laughs> of concerts, and we'll give you a grand. And I thought, well, Singapore, I'm free to there, and then I've got a grand. I'll get to, yeah, I'll come to Switzerland. <laughs> so I arrived in Switzerland with about 300 bucks. And I said to Arnie, you're going to have to find me a gig, you know, otherwise I'm going to be bludgeoning off you the whole time. <laughs> so we went around these bars, and we, we found this little bar about as big as this with leather furniture and, you know, like bluesy things in the corner. See, that's another story on its own. But, yeah, and I I did an audition and the guy hired me on the night. He said, yeah, start tonight. And I said, oh, <laughs> and I ended up making a couple of grand, you know, and yes. playing in the yeah. Swiss bar. So I've been to Switzerland three times, so I went back, you know, and, yeah, Switzerland treated me good. So I've been to Singapore and Switzerland and then he started with his American hijinks and uh, <laughs> so I started in New York and then my other son was living in Nevada she said, I watched this movie last night. It was going through Nevada. I was looking at the towns. So I think, oh, I've been there. I've been there. Oh, and, uh, yeah, I didn't do much playing in Nevada except when we went to Vegas. But, uh, yeah, and I did a few trips to America and Washington, stood outside the White House. I've been lucky, mate. I've been blessed. Nice. And every year we come back to New Zealand. New Zealand. <laughs> so, um, I'm... And your daughter is still active as well in the music scene? Yeah, doing yeah. Her thing? Yeah, yeah. She's just done a new album and uh, she's just done a, a tour. Not a – like touring is so different now, you mm. know, especially after the pandemic and that. So mm. she went to Melbourne. You do, I mean, Australia is so big as well. So you'd both fly over and do Melbourne and Victoria or whatever and fly back to Perth and and then, then she went to Queensland. But, yeah, she's just done a national tour and – She's on all right. It's the same thing. It's pretty tricky selling things now. People don't buy CDs. It's all mm. bloody Spotify mm. and everything else. So, mm. Mm. And it's it's getting very competitive again now with overseas acts coming to Australia. You know, Taylor Swift has sold more tickets than any other person in the history of mankind, you know. I'm going to be a Swifty. <laughs> 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 no, I don't do any of her songs, but she doesn't do any of mine either. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, so there, that's all hotting up again, you know, I like yeah, those yeah. things. But, but no, she's she's doing well and she's got sort of just picked up this gig where she can we, – we have one of the best uh, music sort of schools. It's called WAPA, W-A, Performing Arts. And uh, – it's it's got a world reputation now. She's got a job there, doing a little songwriting course and that. Which cool. kind of, so you know, because in Perth it's a bit difficult for her in a way. You know, I mean, it's the scene again is is pretty reduced from what it used to be, mm. and and you, you go around and around circles on there. Otherwise, you're faced with what I did, you know, which was mm. tour of the state, which means well. <laughs> You don't do I don't know, you don't do that anymore either really. Mm, mm. You're lucky with the mining camps; they'll fly you in. She's more, Katie's more likely to get that where they'll 
they'll fly her and the band into a mining town. I mean, the the, the money that comes out of those mines, and I mean, Western Australia's got. You, you read up on it; it's it's pretty unbelievable. And the mm. the iron ore, you know, we're talking millions of tons and things, yeah. and it's not that it filters down to us, blokes, but mm. Mm. it's. It's a good place to be. I, I don't regret going there, especially when I've got the opportunity to come home, you know, mm. once mm. a year. Mm. It's the, mm. like the best of both worlds, really. Yeah. Yes. There goes the combi. <laughs> Sorry, Taylor, I'm knocking things around. <laughs> Chapping the table and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Must be pretty special for you, man, to have, to have your kids successful doing music, doing what they love. Yeah, well, something, you know, like we talk about blessings. And, uh, I mean, my wife especially tried to encourage everyone not to go into the music industry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't follow your father. You seem to want to stand to your father. Yeah. Drinks too much beer. You know, always broke. <laughs> Driving old cars. Yeah. We never had a new car or anything. Remember that Datsun we used to all go around? Oh. And the fan belt would go. I remember yeah. going to shows yeah. and you'd try and be cool leaving and then the fan belt would do that. <laughs> yeah, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. We, we, we done all right. It was good. Yeah. So. Three chords and the truth. Mm. Mm. Yes. Did I answer your question? <laughs> you did, man. You did for I'm, sure. I'm smiling and waving. Nice. <laughs> should we rock one more tune? Should we? Should we well, go for yeah. one more? Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Well, as I say in Australia, I'm starting to get thirsty. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, I don't know. What do you think? You got anything in mind you want to do? What are you doing? Do? Sometimes, sometimes when I finish yeah. the show, I do go on up the country and I tell people about out the back of Thai Happy and <laughs> someone asked me if venison was on the menu somewhere the other night and I said I had venison once. We were out. Somewhere in the back of Thai Happy, and this, there was a venison hanging on the deer hanging on oh, the tree, yeah. and we cut it off, and then we cooked it. You know, we just cut off a slab and chucked it on the bloody wood stove, and I felt like Robin Hood there for a while. Yeah. What about blues, or what about you know, um, do that? going up the country? Going up the country. Or funky. Or... Funky is a good one. Funky. This is the one I opened with New York when I did that line about. Oh yeah, that's what we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. When I did that line, I'm from down under, down under. Huh. I'm from down under, I'm from down under, down under. I'm a Kiwi. And then I went into this song, which is a half pinch and half, it's mostly pinch. All uh, right, you, you do the intro? Or you? Over 70 years ago Under the sign of the fish I don't waste my time On foolish chatter All I want to do is just Try and matter Well you may not like my looks And you may not like my style But there ain't a thing I can do about it It's fine with me a while Or something funky on. There's something funky going on. Well, I was raised in the suburbs on the right side of the tracks. 
sick and son of a preacher man All them people brag at my brothers and my sisters They shake their heads when they looked at me They say, how'd you get like that? Well, I don't know myself And I ain't gonna worry about it Just got my bottle of booze Can't live without it Ah, something funky going on Play that funky music, white boy like my looks and you may not like my style but there ain't a thing I can do about it and it's fine with me while there's something funky going on there's something crazy going on so many crazies on my TV so many crazies Run around in our society So many crazies in our running yeah. around in our society. Yeah, Isn't man. that the truth? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Frightening. Yeah. Funky. Mm. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Wow. What a pleasure. Yeah, having us, guys. yeah, it's been a pleasure being here and getting to know you a little bit. Thank you so much. I didn't talk too much, did I? <laughs> <laughs> I get accused of it. My wife says, <laughs> you, You're here to talk, my friends, yeah. and to play music. Thank you so much for sharing some stories with us. What a pleasure. Thank you very much mm. for having us. What do you reckon, pal? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so still got it. Yeah. So what do yeah. we have lined up? What, what, what's what's cooking, Rick? No, what, I'm, what I'm, playing next? The, I'm playing down the monkey house again. Yeah. Mate, yeah. what a little treat treasure that is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Trickle treat. Yeah. No, yeah. We, we did one last week and you know about that. I know. Yeah. So we're doing it again. And I'm going to do a song with his. It's going to be three of us on stage together. His son as well, Cruz, is going cool, to get up. Oh, yeah. Gonna, <laughs> and oh, his awesome, daughter awesome. again. And then yeah. we'll, we'll oh, do we've this. Oh, we've got Stu. Stu's going to do a few songs. Yeah. You're coming right. in too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to play a couple of tunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing some drums as well. Yeah, we'll be on the drums. Oh, we'll man. pick out a few. But yeah, no, I'm excited. I mean, it's, it's, you know, he said, oh, we found this place called the Monkey House. And I went down there and I thought, oh, yeah. Somebody said it was a fish factory before they used to clean fish guts out of there. <laughs> and you walk in the door and you think, holy crap, this is what a neat little venue. Yeah. yeah so it yeah. makes you feel good straight yeah, away. And yeah, the, yeah. they know what they're doing. Yeah. And the lighting was great. Mm. And the sound mm. was excellent. And yeah. Yeah, I had a ball. I, I yeah. just felt like this, you know, yeah, just yeah. nice and relaxed. Yeah. And yeah. let's have a bit of a party. Yeah. And so Jeez. we're going to do it again next Monday the 8th. 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 Yeah. And you're going to play drums with us? I'll be on the drums for sure. What a privilege. Thank Ooh, you so much. Oh, privilege. Yeah. Oh, it's our privilege, mate. Oh, yeah. man. You're a professional. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> banging on things, you know, like just trying to have some rhythm. <laughs> Thank you. That'll be fun. Yeah, so for the people watching watching us, the 8th Monday at the Monkey House. Ah. Yeah, that'll be fun. What's that happening, Luke? Any, anything, anything cooking, man? Anything on the... The back yeah. end, what's what's happening? That's, that's the big event, really, at the moment, right? There you go. Mm. Down mm. there. And then. Sticking it easy, yeah, yeah, summer. Yeah, mm. that's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hanging nice. out. Stu, got something to share with the crew before we wrap up? 
Man, I'm really looking forward to playing at the Monkey House on the eighth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've, we've got a you and I, we've got a, a couple of things coming up, but uh, yeah, and just always working on the craft of writing music and performing. Man, yeah, it's a good time to chill as well. Summer, summer's yeah, a good yeah. time to kick back. And Remember, we did a gig in Smitty's one year. Ah, yeah. that's you guys. Uh, yeah, a long time ago, right? Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. the monkey house has got it beat. You know, it's, mm. it's, it's, pretty, it's Flash as. Yeah. There you go. Flash is Michael Jackson, mate. There you <laughs> go. Off we go. Monday. Great. Cool, guys. Thank you so much. So just a couple of things before we wrap it up. Thank you so much for Cooked Coromando for sending us some Kai. Beautiful. If you're coming to the Coromando, make sure to check them out. Epic Mexican foods. And for the people watching us, we have this beautiful collection of Coromind magazines. So the Flock Media Group puts the Coromind's every month. This one is our latest issue. Mr. Michael Smither, one of the biggest New Zealand living artists. We have the pleasure to have him on the cover. So you will find Coromind in all the main establishments in the Coromando. And if you are not around, but you still want to read it, you can go on coromind.nz. We have an audio version and an online version. If you are a smart business and you're keen to support a mag and put an ad there, we would appreciate that too. On the 6th, we have the Coro Classic. So if you are coming to Coromando on the weekends, you're going to... Come to the Monkey House on the 8th, and you're also going to come to the Coral Classic on Saturday, the 6th. Finally, we're going to take our crew there. We're going to have some artists painting some beautiful murals. So, Matarangi, there's still some tickets left, so make sure to get it on the Coral Classic. All the social medias and all the stuff has the information. And is that us, Taylor? All the messages? All good? Thanks so much, team. Yeah. Let's have yeah, another jam. Beautiful. Choo-choo. Kakitu. <laughs> <laughs>